Welcome everyone. We're just going to take a minute, let everyone join. How are you, Vicky? I'm good. I'm really good, actually. Um, as you know, I'm going through a house sale at the moment and it just reiterates to me the need for blockchain in property. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Hey? How faster would that move if everything was tokenized on blockchain? Oh, like I've said to you before, you know, in the UK, luckily when, you know, obviously we're not buying up, but, you know, people having to do searches on the property. So anytime there was anything happening around the area, if they could just tag it onto our, you know, NFT deed, and it'd just be instant, everything instant. Sure. Executed by smart contract. Exactly. Uh, Same day. So guys, listen, I, I realize we had, um, we've had quite a bit of a news coming out. Um, I've been spending a lot of time listening to <clears throat> naysayers or suggested fear port, I guess, on uh, FedNow and, you know, the launch of the CBDC and, you know, you'll wake up and everything's CBDC. And I just... Uh, I mean, between the announcement last week, which was basically a definitive XRP is not a security, and then standing back and watching the media again take these like cheap shots trying to, you know, downplay or make it a partial victory. I mean, just what? It was so weird. And then now we have to wait another six to eight weeks, I guess, for a, you know, a settlement summary. Um, and this, I guess, uh, you know, everyone was a little bit disappointed, you know, with the pump and then kind of, you know, crash back down. Um, but I, I, I just felt like I needed to come on and, and kind of touch base. We haven't done this in a while, have we, Vicki? Where we just have a community talk. Um, I'm not here to play the financial advisor. I'm, I'm just here kind of sharing what I've done, you know, in the space that I've worked in and around for many years, and then, you know, sharing the experience that we've all been on the last few years. Um, but I was thinking about this, you know, and I shared this with Vicki earlier. I think one of the main reasons people come, you know, they, they're asking in this community and they send me these questions. Uh, yes, I like to host these discussions, you know, via our threads and our calls and our, our guests, uh, you know, that we have on our podcast. But Equally, I, I understand the need to just kind of ideate or discuss with others who kind of, you know, like-minded individuals who see the world through, you know, the various, you know, layers that we are in with the same kind of discernment and pragmatic eye. And I think, you know, a lot of times if I can't answer the question, then, you know, I'll ask it openly. So this is my you know not coming as an expert but just someone that is you know wants to kind of uh discuss for our, at least our community you know i'm not here to sell likes and subscribes i'm not pushing an agenda with a bunch of affiliate links i think i'm really clear on uh the things that we do you know just foundationally within the channel and the community um, as far as suggesting, you know, the best place to, in my, at least in my opinion, you know, with buying gold and silver, but, you know, everybody has their go-to place. This is just a place that if you don't already have it, you know, we, you know, like the Pure Gold Company, you know, Nick has been very involved and active on the channel and has worked with many of you, and they have a great streamlined system um, of converting pensions into metals. 
which has been of great interest on this channel to many of you. Um, so that's why I mentioned them. And then, you know, I've, I've mentioned Link2 and the importance or, in you know, the, the kind of reasons why people look into buying Ripple shares. Um, and then, you know, obviously a lot of stuff is happening within the banks and people are losing their accounts. And I've kind of mentioned this intermittently on the channel. Um, so I kind of wanted to discuss that a bit because uh, it's hell. I mean, it really is. And, you know, when, when I get the messages, like, you know, asking Jen, what do we do? You know, what, uh, you know, this, this unfortunately is part of the process, the transition from that old system to the new. We have to realize collectively that banks are not the only ones that, you know, should be allowed to hold our, our, you know, uh, abilities to financially transact. And what we're going to see is that wiggle out of that old system into a new system. Um, and, you know, there's many uh, painful processes here. And this is this is part of it. I mean, I've been in this for years. Ask Vicky. I mean, a few years ago, I every single payment that went through our bank account was delayed, lost. I mean, it was just remember, Vicky, it was just nonstop. Uh, and, and, I, and I just felt like, what am I doing wrong here? What am I? Yeah. And it like happened to me before everybody else. And now I'm watching it. And then it's happened to me again over here in the U.S. where it's just they shut you down and then you're on this like terrorism list and you can't open a bank account anywhere else. Uh, so this is literally going to force the market outside the banks. I've mentioned this before. We've talked about our Cove Credit project and building on Web3 and holding your domain slash digital wallets and you having the private keys, et cetera, because this is a big, you know, there's lots of layers here into how we're moving out of the old system into the new. Um, and, you know, when I'm talking about things on this channel, and we'll go through those questions in a minute. But, you know, I, I, I share them because, you know, we've done this. I've done this now two cycles worth of, um, you know, crypto rallies. And, 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 you know, my husband and I, when we met, he was Bitcoin, you know, mining and building rigs. And I, I, I mean, this is back when, like, I remember Ethereum being like $300. So, and, and Bitcoin was really nothing. I mean, maybe $6,000. Uh, so, you know, we, we sat there and focused on Bitcoin mining and we're, we're in a we're, we were in a position to either pay for a big fancy wedding, buy a big fancy house or build a business. And, and we, we chose the business part. Um, we didn't know that a few years later on the brink of being acquired, the UK government would have a, you know, targeted media campaign against us. And then DCMS and a live broadcast would send 5 million people to crash our site. I mean, that was all disaster later, but you know, this is what, you know, we did. This is how we build XR um, hacker house was initially when I really think about it, it was the mining and Bitcoin. So when I, when I frown upon and snub my nose at Bitcoin, it's literally because I have been there, done that. And I'm telling you, the future is not Bitcoin. I mean, it's, those are the, the days are done on that. Um, even with a rally, your purchasing power is far greater in the alts. And especially with XRP being under a dollar and the potential of where XRP's price could go. But not only that, where it will ultimately be used as far as utility in the new system. I mean, the, 
there's just no reason to hold Bitcoin or Ethereum. Um, and the second time the life cycle, you know, what happened to us, we went back in, we had a bunch of Bitcoin uh, in 2020. And then we, we realized, we, you know, we would remembered meeting this Ripple Innovation team and remembered these conversations of, you know, collapsing the financial system. Uh, this was, you know, back in 2016 with the Bank of England. Uh, when my husband was doing some security work there. So that's when the light bulbs kind of connected again through the scandal of my own and then the, you know, the pivot transition into COVID um, and the whole like, you know, theatrical display there. Um, and then you have, you know, XRP making a move. Remember that move, Vicky? It was like that first like 17 cents up to 23 cents. Um, and then we played in that 82 grand. For a while and then we went we had our first big pump up to 68 cents and it was like whoa life's amazing and xrp was really on its way up um and so when you even if you weren't involved in the community at that time i mean just think you're you bought into an asset that has nothing but potential and then to, you know intentionally you have these three-letter agencies that come in and completely destroy any business models that were going, you know, that were using the XRP ledger, anything that was being built on XRP. And this is why when they wonder why the XRP ledger community is so small, well, you know, where developers are going to develop. I mean, they're not going to go into the project that's under lawsuit and attack. Right. So that was very, very intentional. And Jimmy Valley caught a lot of grief, but he was actually the one that was up speaking out for the people uh, that, you know, were already using, they were already 10 steps ahead of everyone else, already using XRP to pay business expenses and pay employees and content creators and people they were working, you know, suppliers, et cetera. And their business was directly hit by this. And so there's a lot of, when he talks about, you know, what what is the government prepared to pay and reparations and damages? This is because there were big players in this space, you know, lawyers, you know, firms and, and, and a lot of people that were already, you know, there on the XRP train and, and knew what it was. And then to have the SEC come in and squash it like a bug. I mean, that was just I mean, you're having to liquidate at prices that were what? That's not what you held your money there for. That wasn't what you wanted to. You know, and of, of course, there's always someone there saying that's that's the risk you take. Um, but you can see this is this is why there's such an emotion, you know, a power-driven kind of uh, emotive reaction with this lawsuit because, you know, this this technology and and we're going to get to Fed now and and you know move on, but this technology is is far more scalable and easy to use. You know, it, it outweighs the antiquated tech, you know, within the banking sector. And so those that knew, you know, where this was going and where the banks were already you know, ultimately head, headed through all the, you know, drips and kind of little leaks and dot, you know, connecting. And, you know, you can see DAI, Digital Asset Investor and, and Bradley Kimes, Digital Perspective. Those are the, you know, real leaders in this space as far as collecting every single dot. And then you have the Riddlers and then, the, you know, all the people that are kind of looking at this random clip art and discerning a story there. And, you know, this whole community comes together and knows exactly where this train is headed. Um, and, and they are angry about what the government has done. And I think this is intentional as a way to expose 
um, what happens within these three letter agencies and the damages that are intentionally caused while they sit there on a podium on TV telling everybody they're there to protect investor interests because that's clearly not not what what's happened. Um, so you guys look, this is why I mean I have been through this cycle, you know, when XRP did that massive pump and continued to go up in April 2021. Again, we were able to capitalize on that life cycle of these, you know, wild, wild west uh, crypto markets. And so I'm when I'm sharing to you this kind of financial discernment or my opinion here, not advice. Um, it's because I've been doing this, you know, this is how, as an entrepreneur, I've been able to live outside the system, you know, and build outside the system and really never wait for permission from the system, um, which, you know, and I was in the media for the system hates, right? They don't like that. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, here to talk about the XRP um, space, you know, with 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 the, the decision made, I would love to touch on the Fed now stuff. We definitely can talk about the the metals as well. Um, so yeah, have I lost everybody? Vicky, you still there? Yeah, no, we're still here. I think one of the one of the biggest kind of problems as well in the space that we really need to push. Um, you touched on it is the technology. You know, everybody focuses on the cryptocurrency at the front end, but you know, people really need to get to grips with what the XRP ledger can do fundamentally um, in the background for business, for, you know, personal use and things like that. And kind of just get the cryptocurrency like out of the forefront and start looking at the whole space. Um, you know, I've, I've been with a few uh, bigger investors and stuff this week trying to get them to understand just the fundamental benefits of blockchain technology for business. And it's it's really clear that um it's 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 still really blurry you know and everybody looks at that trade analysis on that front end when you have that fundamental belief in that technology and you understand it it doesn't even matter if it's drops down to 17 cents you know at the moment because you know uh where it's going to go and and it's limitless when it comes to the ledger and like you said jen there's been people who are reticent to build on something that's got had this big kind of cloud hanging over it for so long uh, it's inevitable that people are going to step back to a degree or hold back the same as, you know, Ripple uh, are going to be holding back on a lot of their products and releases and stuff like that, um, purely because, you know, this this kind of shadow. And I really see some momentum with Ripple and with development on the XRP ledger itself over, you know, over the next few months is going to really pick up, I think. What do you think on that? Yeah, well, I think one of the things we're we're all kind of still wrapping our head around is what are banks going to look like? Because, you know, it, it, we're fearing these central bank digital currencies and the banks controlling our money. And what we are not acknowledging enough of is how we don't need them through this on-demand liquidity. This is the ability to borrow and lend against. When you hold these assets in a blockchain wallet, it's there, it's verified, it's trusted. You don't need a bank per se, right? So like you don't have to engage in the same kind of uh, the way we do right now. So if we're borrowing a car or, or um, 
you know, bar, taking out a loan to buy a car or buy a house. Everything moves, you know, when it's when it's tokenized on a blockchain and and lives as an NFT, which is just a bit of code. But it, you know, like you were saying, the deed, you know, that that NFT with a bit of code, um, you know, everything is is verified and trusted. And so when you hold that deed, you don't need a third party entity to be in the way. You don't need the banks in the way. Um, you know, so we can start look talking by kicking off this with the discussion on FedNow. Um, because I I just I was like gobsmacked by how many people are I don't know. Maybe it's just the fear of CBDCs. Like, no, thank you. I didn't vote for this. I don't want this. But we really have to just take a step back, okay? Fed now, you guys, is not a bank account. It's not a central bank digital currency. It's it's nothing like that. It's 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 just a payment service, a processing of payments in and out of a federal of the federal reserve it's like a banking club payment service okay there's a few banks that have signed up for domestic payments they're going to start with domestic payments and they're going to test them so they will there will be parameters in which to move domestic payments eventually they and, and this will run alongside fed now which is the current wire system the Federal Reserve uses. But this eventually with Fed now taking off, okay, being launched, it's only a matter of time before it eventually will take over Fed wire and those cross, I believe it's announced somewhere in 2025, it will take over those cross-border payments and everything will just kind of normalize, you know, go back, move on to Fed now. But this Fed now, FedWire moves on banking time. FedNow, you know, Monday through Friday, no weekends. FedNow is 24-7, okay? So it's it's a completely different way of sending payments. Now, before everyone freaks out, I want us to just take a second and remember what the hell the Federal Reserve is. Like, we're all moaning about, you know, CBDCs, but wait a minute. This is the federal damn freaking corrupt reserve. And this is this is where the laundering and all the stuff happens through the in and out banking cartel that runs this kind of elitist program of, of fractional reserve banking. So what happens when we start, you know, holding accountability, trust, verifiable, you know, making these kind of payments recordable program so we know exactly where money goes when when it comes in and out of the federal reserve and banks especially because again everybody's so fearful of of you know leaving this system and i'm like dude let it burn i, I just let it burn the faster it goes the better because we are whining about our privacy yet we have none now we want our trust and availability and you know security in our accounts we have none now they tell us our money is safe under a certain limit oh but please like how many people are really running around with all this money just you know hanging out in the banks sure there's a big portion of people still in there but there's going to be a liquidity run and when they run out of the big players and they pay back the derivative guys you know the big guys that have been holding this bubble up there'll be nothing left for the little depositors 
So there's going to be a, a run for liquidity. And this is why the Ripple XRP ledger, this ability to make payments quickly, right? No more waiting, no more third-party middleman banking, you know, trading in the night where no one's looking, you know, the off hours, wink, wink, where they, they take your money, even though it shows up on your little your little screen, they have a bit of time to settle payments when they're not settled. And this is where we just need to stop it, take little steps. And so everybody's really concerned about how Fed now, um, you know, is going to is be is a, a CBDC. But actually, it's not a requirement. You don't have to use it. It's a literal process within the banking club. Okay, and this doesn't mean CBDCs. It's not a currency. So we're going to start watching, um, you know, these limited payments come out and people might use this as ways, you know, to 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 speak out against CBDCs. That's great. I mean, we definitely don't want, you know, any kind of programmable surveillance, anything. But I just want to let everybody know here. This is not the same thing. Um, and I and I so so that makes me just make a want to make a point on what CBDCs, you know, what's that trajectory looking like, and you know, I'm just watching how it's percolating here in the states because we're seeing governors, particularly in Florida, like announce the illegal use of CBDCs that will, they won't run here, right? This means that this is a a, a, a state power. It's not a federal power that shows fragility and that shows inconsistency, which means it's not the determinant. It's not the one size fits all. Now we might see smaller countries, beta countries, you know, and they and, they, and they'll start launching that to show that. But remember, those are examples. When we flip to this new system to which these payments are settled instantaneously, uh, they will be used, they will be tokenized on blockchain to which you will be able to, to run those via those same blockchains we've talked about, the superhighways, you know, the payment rails as we, when we mention XRP, XLM, XTC, these, these things will run with or without your CBDCs. You don't have to use them, you know. So this shows me we'll still have the ability to transact with or without this, you know, gregarious, uh, you know, and, and they might, I, I don't know how, how you know, when they push full throttle. Again, I think, you know, England, something really fat, UK is very, um, it's much more technical, so it's much more centralized. It's easier to get things up and going, you know, your technical stuff when it comes to government is much better and more efficient when you speak, when you think of technical, you know, um, abilities and services, whereas the U.S. is much more fractional and divided. But that doesn't mean, you know, just because it, it gets implemented, it's a one size fits all. And that's the only thing that will be available. Um, I hope I'm making sense. Am I making what do you think? Yes. Vicky? Right. Yeah, no, you're definitely making sense. Obviously, like we've just had the financial services and markets bill that got pushed through. Um, it was originally written to uh, ensure a bit of stability, you know, uh, off the back of Brexit. And most recently in amendments, obviously, it's going to tie up with crypto um, and the, the kind of uh, authority, the financial conduct authority in the Treasury and everybody that's going to get involved with how it's regulated and how we as consumers would be protected. So, um, even though it seems a bit scary and that, you know, what they could put on actually generally, like you said, you know, the UK 
is really pushing uh, that kind of technology because they can see the value in it. Obviously, off the back of Brexit, they want to make a mark in the world for advancements and one of the easiest things to bring into the country and to develop, considering we've wiped out all of our native industries uh, when it comes to steel and hardcore kind of things like that, is in, in the technical and, and you know technology side, sorry, um, and Web3 blockchain AI, it seems to be that the government have got that really in their focus um, and are encouraging really encouraging um, through immigration statuses and stuff like that. If you bring a business in, that's one of the main ways you'll be able to get into, into the country now, which is great, which means, you know, we hopefully we'll be one of the world leading hubs here for it. But it is frustrating when you see what's happening in the States and it has an indirect, direct impact on us all. Um, it doesn't matter, even if whatever they decided over in the States and how it would XRP or, you know, whatever would be viewed over there. The rest of the world seem to get forgotten about as, you know, been able to manage without the states, you know. So I think they're just they're tripping themselves up over there when it comes to regulation and, and actually any kind of coherence with anything they're trying to do. Um, so hopefully the UK can be a front runner and continue and the rest of the world will follow. <laughs> um, I, I can definitely see it going off in London. Uh, and throughout the UK. But you see, you know, what I think the Fed now shows us is that you don't actually need a CBDC because these banks will be pulling up or signing up into this service because they want to be part of this new club. But what really, when, we're, when we own these digital assets, we become the same status as a Chase Bank or a NatWest because you have the assets in which can be uh, traded on these on these new payment rails, and with the Fed now system launching, that though the that is the these are the new payment <laughs> rails coming in now under the guise of you know a federal system. You know it is not in their interest to tell you how it works. So don't expect a big spreadsheet, right? It is the people that have been following this and have been in this space. They did announce it years ago. Ripple was working with the FedNow Task Force. Ripple was, you know what I mean? They, and 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 it's all been proven now that you know the FedNow works with Ripple and is utilizing XRP. But it's it's not only you know it, it it's going to basically open the door. Again, another thing, if North Carolina just added uh, crypto to their balance sheet. So if you're transacting in business now, you have this option of crypto. So small businesses now transacting outside of the banking space will force the banking space into this. And there's no way they're going to be able to control the crypto, you know, how crypto, you know, the wallets, the private keys, how we transact. This is it. This is what the beauty of ODL, the on-demand liquidity, and the XRPL will bring, that open source building with the ability to transact in the same way these on these payment rails as these big institutions. So, of course, that makes them very fearful. And, of course, they're not going to be banging the drums, speaking out about it. But they'll start adopting the, the Federal Reserve FedNow system, right? Like, you see how they're they're pushing this through? and And it's... 
it's very interesting to watch because we just, you know, after years of waiting and speculating and, you know, like, you know, meetings and opening emails and discovery, all this with, you know, we, we get some clarity. XRP is not a security. So what does that do? Well, now it asks the question, what is it? Is it a currency or now a commodity? Because you can see the CFTC, you know, is putting its leg forward and saying, hey, wait a minute. Aren't these bricks, you know, guys going to start transacting in gold? Don't we need some kind of, you know, hard asset in which this would fall under the category of a commodity? So that's our jurisdiction. And, you know, the SEC wants to weaponize their power play. You know, they want to look like the big guys on the block. But really, the whole thing is a three-letter scam. I mean, this is just one big corrupt government. That's what we're seeing now with this Eastgate I mean, we're going to see more of that come out, but, you know, just the XRP community was really the ones that just kept, you know, pulsating, you know, resiliently speaking out, you know, and yes, there's a lot of stuff that comes with that community, but at the end of the day, um, they've been spot on with this, this, uh, you know, uh, lawsuit. So let's start looking over at the questions. Do you think that's, this is a good time? Yeah, definitely. If I just just quickly, um, when it comes to the partnerships with the Fed now, and obviously Ripple's been, you know, very, very vocal with them, the same as they've been with the digital pound and the digital euro and things like that. Um, what what Ripple have kind of strategically done is pushed a couple of their major partners forward who are managing and powering the Fed now, and that's Delante and CGI, if anybody wants to go and research those guys. They are prime partners with Ripple and use obviously utilize Ripple's uh, products and everything on their back ends. But obviously they specialize in different elements that they bring to it. So that's quite good with Ripple in the respect of they're not taking on that responsibility. So it leaves them kind of free to develop and keep working in the background for all of those fundamental payment rails. While these other smaller partners are going and doing like the operations side of it, which I think is a pretty solid way of doing things. Well, Ripple is just software. It's just yeah. with the banks. So this is what where people like go crazy about Ripple's doing this and Ripple's no, no, no. Ripple does one thing really well, and it's just a payment software solution for the banks. Okay. And it, all the web app stuff that we're seeing built on top is not all necessarily Ripple. Although we are seeing to Vicky's point, Ripple investing and, be, you know, being in part of other, you know, the building these partnerships, um, you know, for ultimate, you know, money expansion. I mean, they, they really, they said all the money and, and they're going for it. So we're watching this in real time. Um, but listen, I just want to get to answering some of the questions and we'll talk as, you know, people ask questions. And if I, didn't say something right, or if I made people go, wait, what, um, you know, drop a line or let us know, raise your hand. Um, so we can just start addressing some of these. So one of the questions I got, you know, Jen, I just started, like, I, I'm just noticing your tweets, um, you know, and I want to know more about, do I invest in XRP? Um, you know, is it too late? And, you know, do I invest in metals or XRP? So obviously everyone makes their own decisions here, but what I did with my family and what, you know, we've talked about on this channel and what I told Neil Oliver <laughs> to do last, you know, <laughs> if you have a nominal savings, you know, in your bank, so you've, you've got a big chunk or a pension, 
the best way, uh, you know, it, it, to to hold this is is to preserve it. Obviously, you know, you you don't want to lose it in this time because we are, you know, looking at a transition from an old system to a new. Sure, the money might be there the whole time, and there may never be any, you know, intrinsic risk. And you, be, but. But we've seen legalized bail-ins. We understand how bailouts work. We've seen the debasement of currency via printings gone on steroids. You know, we've seen the world spinning out of control, taking control, you know, orders from globalist thieves. You know, so there's just, these are all choice, um, chances that we don't necessarily need to take, right? So we're just going to say, you know, on this channel, the conservative way, I guess, um, you know, what we did was to take any savings that you have and just hold it in metals. You're preserving your purchasing power. You're preserving how much that, um, you know, it, it, the, the real value of, of what you're holding there is with the real deal money of centuries, you know, 6,000 years plus of, of where people always um, you revert back to at the end of a currency life cycle. So upon every collapse, we do tend to go back to a gold standard of some sort. Silver is also one of your great options as well, because again, you're you're holding your, your money outside the system and silver will eventually get to a point where no one will be able to get a hold of it. And this will force demand, thus driving the price. Also, what's a great way to stack gold is by accumulating silver because the silver to gold ratio, um, you know, is that is favorable to just stack silver right now to then either be converted for for gold for later or to be used, you know, as your barter tradeability if things, you know, if there, if ever there was a time where we're not able to use the internet and transact. Um, what do you think? Is that okay, Vicky? Does that answer the question? Yeah, what definitely, you definitely. You know, I'm very similar to yourself um, with, you know, where we, where I've put cash and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, having a nice kind of even spread. But as you said, it's just what we've chosen to do. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, we, like, there's some really great people that speak, like, speak out about this. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't agree with a lot Dave Ramsey says recently, but one of his things that I do commend him with, I don't know if you know, guys, he's a big American financial speaker. You know, he talks about the, the baby steps and getting out of debt. So he, you hold a thousand in a bank account, you know, for emergencies and six to eight months of uh, savings so if you can if you can acquire six to eight months of savings, you know, in cash to hold, um, maybe you hold one month or two months in, in actual cash, and then you hold three months in gold, right? Because gold can is just as good as cash and can always be used as cash, even if the banks go down. Okay, there is always someone who will buy your gold and silver, but gold especially. Okay. And this is the best way. When my husband went backpacking through, you know, east ends of the world, he went with gold and always converted it to the local currency. So gold can be used anywhere in the world with or without a bank. It doesn't need a damn bank. So don't worry. Um, so saving, you know, having that three to six months savings is never a bad idea. So that's one of the steps that I think Dave Ramsey talks about. Um, if for those of you who know Robert Kiyosaki, you know, he's big on the property. I don't understand why he shills Bitcoin. That's weird. 
Never mind that many people do misguided, <laughs> but, but um, surely he does have some XRP. Um, but you know, playing the property game if you want to own property. I mean, again, this is just really what resonates with you. Um, you know, some people and they will hear about digital assets and crypto, and it just goes in one ear and out the other, and that's okay. If you don't want to take that, you know, kind of thick skinned, ready to go on the roller coaster and hold your breath, you know, approach, that's all right. Um, because that's kind of how XRP and digital assets, you know, um, should be looked at. This is your transformational wealth. This is the over and beyond what you need to survive, what you need to invest in and what you want to preserve as far as nominal holdings. The XRP or digital cash money that you want to throw into these, these tokens, um, yes, you are investing in a nominal priced asset that can be converted out and exchanged for cash later or local currency later. Um, but one thing about XRP that we've mentioned before is its utility within the new financial space. And this is why, I mean, if you're just looking for a punt or something fun, you know, a punt into XRP and just hold. And so that next question we have, um, that I got, how much XRP do you need? I answered this more or less in the channel because I responded to the digital assets crew, but basically this is what you want to invest, not what you can prepare to lose. It's what you are prepared to hold long-term in an investment in the new financial uh, system. Okay, This is fundamentally different than gambling with meme coins. And that's, you know, we, you know, I've done my share of gambling with meme coins, <laughs> rest in peace, teams, Inu. Um, and, you know, I've had some fun with Sheeb and XTC and, you know, um, you know, trading is one thing when you're buying other, you know, other cryptos you like, right. Or Shiba NFT, et cetera. But it's, it's quite another when you start throwing money that you need for your future into assets you, you, you're not so sure about. So this is why I just speak very clearly about XRP mainly in this channel, because this is the one that I think is the most, you know, with the most potential and life-changing uh, opportunity, you know, and we build on it ourselves. We've invested in it. You know, we bought a house with XRP. You know, I'm able to speak from personal experience, you know, via the Bitcoin, you know, history I have. I was looking at pictures of when we like sponsored a few Bitcoin events up in Manchester. And it just seems so funny. Like, you know, where were the XRP crew? Uh, during that time. But, you know, now we're looking back. I'm so glad I went through that because it, it makes it all the more clear why the future is never going to be Bitcoin and always, you know, this kind of move within plain sight, right? You're never going to see a bunch of, you know, uh, counter risk people, you know, the banking people that are slow as molasses, all these people that look, you know, and hold their money in banks make big risks on, th you know, take big jumps and leaps. Everything is already predetermined. And by the time they announce it to us, it's already been decided upon. We've seen this, right, guys? So this is why when we're seeing Ripple kind of move in this space within and amongst the same players who we would consider to be them, <laughs> you know, like, the you know, the people that we're fighting against, this is all part and parcel of, 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 of what needs to happen 
to remove these players, to expose them in front of the public, not to accuse them and have to go back and then give everyone rights and, 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 and you know what I mean, do trials and, and, and show all these we need to you know, commit the crime right in front of the public to show the public what exactly is, is happening, right? So this is why we're seeing this kind of slow, methodical, very calculated move um, in, and written in the regulatory space, the legislative space. Um, you're seeing Congress already get very vocal on crypto. So it, you know, it'll move slow and then we'll start seeing it pick up. And right now, I mean, for those of us that have been in this year, it, you know, in this for years, it's going fast now. You know, it's like finally things are happening where people can actually see it on TV, right? Um, okay, so how much you have uh, XRP? I think I've answered that, right? Okay, so what's the difference in investing in Ripple shares via XRP? Again, Ripple is, is the company. There's no company to like invest in Bitcoin shares, right? There, there's accountability here. There's a CEO, there's a board, there's shareholders, there's employees, real people, real tangible profit revenue, you know, all this kind of stuff with a real company backing it. Now, this real company makes a very, very a uh, good piece of software that solves a world problem, right? Payments. It doesn't design creepy, you know, surveillance stacking. It's not into this. It's it's not, it, 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 there's no agenda here other than the commercial product it offers to solve the payment solution. And yes, as the best technology, this is what people are adopting and using. And so there is... Um, you know, for those that want to buy shares that know how to buy, you know, that have either done pre-IPO shares or want to be a part of something like this, this is the equivalent of getting in when everybody was buying Netscape, you know, get buying, you know, the Google, you know, the Amazons, those Teslas before everybody else bought in. And there are a few places to buy. Link2 is probably the easiest, most affordable, most, you know, efficient way to do it. I mean, I think, Vicky, they have buy-ins now of $2,500. That's crazy. Yeah, they've dropped it a lot. Yeah, I know. They keep flying across my, my emails. And I'm like, ah, just as you know, um, right. sold, sold a bunch of gold. And I'm like, mm, where do I go? XRP or Ripple shares? I may be heading to the Ripple shares. <laughs> Well, these, okay, so so Ripple shares are, you know, interesting because, you know, you XRP is that commodity, you know, that, that liquidity token that can be used as collateral to, to earn as a passive source of income. Shares are what this company, when, you know, they, they IPO and it starts trading and they're eventually adopted worldwide, you know, this is kind of that long-term play for that extra, you know, windfall. Um, and both both can bring in, you know, financial rewards, <laughs> abundance, if you will, but they, they function differently, you know. So it's not, you know, that you could, you could wait and buy in with XRP, wait for a pump, and then cash out by de-risking some of that profit into shares, um, you know, or make, but honestly, we don't know how the, the, the problem there is we don't know how long they'll have shares available. And the shares were 26 bucks, like, I don't know, not too long ago. I mean, if anybody remembers, because we had people in our channel that bought some at that price, that was an incredible opportunity to buy Ripple shares at 26 bucks. Um, but they went down that low and now they're up to 57. 
So, and, and before Link2 launched this ATS um, platform, you weren't able to sell. So now you can sell. Um, I just want to just let everybody know that the fees are high on Link2 for selling. And when we do launch in an IPO, there is a lockup period, maybe six to eight months after we sell. So there is a concern that people, you know, freak out about uh, price action, um, you know, not going up in those six to eight months, you know, so they're not able to 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 sell out. This, from my understanding, is is pretty typical in IPO shares. I don't want to speak for Link Two. If a lot, if enough people are interested in talking about this kind of stuff when it, the time comes to sell, we can organize a call with them directly. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there for those that are you are are thinking when you're buying shares. This is a long-term play, uh, like gold. It's just this is a long-term investment you're making to hold through this uh, rocky system. But again, it's another avenue for liquidity, another avenue to make profit with a company that you know whose token you you may or may not already hold, and with a utility you may or not believe in. We, I do. I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I, you know. And so this is why I was really lucky to get in with Link Two very early on i want to know what number customer i was but i know i was i was up there <laughs> um because i was looking for this uh so that's why i speak quite openly about them i just i just love that they've been able to make this available and what i think we're going to see happen with the sec is because there's more and more talk about credit investors or maybe raising the bar on them or you know rug pulling them there will be more avenues into which uh, the, these doors will open in private equity where people will either be able to pass a test, some, you know, government, whatever test to just say, you know, a thing or two or understand the risks involved with these kind of companies. But um, I can see the floodgates opening on privatizing and tokenizing these shares. Uh, but there's a lot to understanding, you know, private equity and, you know, IPO, you know, pre-IPO companies. So, you know, don't invest thinking you can just sell out tomorrow because you'll take a big hit on your investment um, while the price is going up because the the pool of Ripple shares is is getting smaller. Um, you know, there it, it is it is still relatively new. At some point, I do believe when they do I, IPO, you will be able to transfer your shares from Link2 to your brokerage account. But again, that gets into specifics around selling Ripple shares. Um, which we can set up a call specifically with the people that know all the spe you know, specifics. I just wanted to mention a bit about that. Uh, XRP is the token, you know, the coin that we're going to be using, but Ripple is the software. So, you know, a lot of people are interested just to kind of diversify and hold the two. Um, I'm excited. I've never been able to buy pre-IPO shares like this before. Uh, so I, I think this is a great honor and it's exciting for people. So if you're if you're into that, guys, or if you have more questions, send me a, a message or, you know, drop it in the thread. I put the link there. Um, I hold Uphold as well. And I hold uh, PolySign. And honestly, I mean, I've if, for people that there's a few people in our channel that have done this. You know, if you're looking to decide between the two. Uh, maybe you want to just buy more XRP and then buy some PolySign, you know, and then, mm -hmm. you know, Ripple's more expensive and PolySign's like two or three bucks, which is unbelievable <laughs> um, for where PolySign, if anybody 
And again, we could go totally into PolySign just on a whole call, but this is the custodial side of what happens when we flip. And if you wanted to, let's say, pay a service or a security, you know, like, like a bank, but essentially they'll be different than a bank. They won't be a bank. It'll be the new way of transacting um, where you can hold, maybe you can buy in on one of their liquidity pools and like earn with your XRP, or maybe there's a fund feature they announced. I mean, these are things I'm looking at. Um, if we ever did Cove Credit, we could also potentially hold our assets with PolySign. Um, but, you know, I think if they're just, if you, I'm still learning about what the need I, you know, for them is when I feel like any security based thing I could build, you know, with my team. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still learning about how this whole system is going to move and what will be the easiest way for us to transact. You know, they're solving the problem of, of institutions. I'm still thinking about the little guy, you know, and how many more of us are going to be plucked out of the system um, and denied bank accounts, you know, so, and if they have CBDCs, phew, whatever, we're not using them. <laughs> See you later, you know, because you won't need them. You will be able to transact without them. And I hope that, hope that's clear. All right. And then uh, investing in Ripple shares versus XRP versus metals. Okay. So again, this is just your metals are your safest, most secure, out of the system way of holding your cash, but you're not making money with metals. All right. And this is, this addresses another question that comes later where a woman recently wrote me that her husband was very upset because they had lost I don't know, they, they had put tens of thousands into gold and they had lost uh, 3,500 or I don't know, more than that. And But it was making them uncomfortable and they wanted to know if they should cash out their gold and just put it in the bank for a bit so it gets that 7% or 0.7% interest. And I was like, absolutely not. Um, and again, not financial advice, but you're not buying gold based off the spot price right now. You're buying it and holding it based on its true fundamental value, which is the debt minus the overall GDP, which, you know, this is where Lynette gets her 12,000 per gold ounce uh, number from. Uh, this is when we flip back to a gold standard, which, you know, could very well be up and coming come in August. Um, where we have the announcement of the BRICS nations using a gold-backed currency, you know, 50 years beyond, 52, 50, 52 years beyond, you know, when Nixon took us off the standard, now we're coming back to it. And so this is why you want to save those metals um, outside the system. Now, for those that want to make money on the money they're holding, there's nothing wrong with that. This is why we look into other things to, you know, Again, I guess you'd call it diversify, but to, you know, other opportunities in which to uh, look 10 steps ahead from where everybody else is. Because buying into traditional stocks, I wouldn't recommend. We don't know what's going to happen to these companies. You know, Tesla, Google, Amazon, they're big now. Are they the ones that survive? Are they the same ones? Is it, you know, what what happens? We don't know. And, and when some, you know, would we want to continue to buy a company when it's already at the top or a company that's on the bottom that's going to the, you know, so these are things that you can think about. What do you think, Vicky? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, there's lots of, as you said, ways to diversify. I'm going to have that problem next week. <laughs> like where to put everything because there's so much choice. But um, I mean, when it comes to 
you know, linked to their customer service and their advisors and stuff like that are really, really great to chat to. I know they've, they've rang me a few times um, about things and, and give you like little insights and stuff like that with, with how things are like coming up, um, which are great. But yeah, I mean, my gold, for example, I've made what 250, 300 pound an ounce since I first bought it, you know, to selling. So that just shows, you know, over, but that's only in like two years. Um, holding it you're never going to get things like that in the bank but moving it around um i'm i'm still really struggling about whether to put it in xrp because i know that's going to go and then as you said rotate some out into shares but then we don't know when they're going to ico it could be tomorrow it could be in in 10 months we just don't know do we it's just ah, uh, you've got to go with what what you're comfortable with and and what you're looking at long term so i think um yeah it's it, it can be a bit of a headache but yeah i'll probably talk to you a bit more about it again i'll let you decide on the roll of a dice because i'm a nightmare yeah i mean this is not financial advice but you know some are saying we are in amongst a a, a bull you know a rally up and with another 45 percent weight you know to go so even if we just break the dollar and get in if you you know to time it right is the question but essentially you could buy in now Ride it up to a dollar, dollar thirteen, dollar seventy, depending which TA you listen to, and then de-risk at that point. You know, of course, it would have been better to buy in at thirty-six cents versus eighty, whatever it is. But you know, this is—we're not when it gets up to a dollar, and then remember, it went over a dollar. We're like, it'll never go below a dollar again, <laughs> and sure enough, it did. But the difference now is that we have clarity and we are the only asset that is, is really like has been through the fires, uh, you know, on as far as regulatory clarity and moving into adoption and all the whispers around the banks using XRP, et cetera. So I wouldn't be selling any XRP at this point, especially since we're also seeing the wallets being posted at the exchanges. And we don't know how long we'll be able to get these assets from these exchanges. And, you know, it just creates other layers of, you know, complication. I also suggest buying, not waiting, you know, when you can um, so that you can get in and get it off the exchange, because I'm noticing the exchanges are doing ever little tiny things, but they're just making it harder to remove assets. Um, but yes, we can talk about that, Vicky. <laughs> um, yeah, because we have, I've done some wild trades, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I've never learned trade analysis so quickly in my life than scalping Bitcoin to make money back. And I what did we call trade? you? I, I speak a very conservative game and that's why I'm like, I have to just stay very, because the truth is I have done some wild things in this space. Um, and I don't want to like, you know, bore people or confuse them. So I'm not going to, you know, go into it, but that's, you know, if you, if you want to really ride <laughs> crypto, there's some <laughs> I've done anyways, moving on. Okay. So that address, <laughs> should I sell my house to buy more XRP? Look, if you're already selling your house because you need to for a finance, you know, personal reasons or you're moving or whatever, or it works for your family to do X, Y, Z, go right ahead. And if you want to take a chunk and throw in an XRP, absolutely. Like I just said, we're looking like we're about to go up, at least breaking that dollar bit, uh, you know, and we might pull back. But the reality is, is how many ways are you, how many times are you going to wait to buy in at the bottom? 
you know, when the servers crash, every time there's huge moves with XRP, remember when it was starting to go up, no one could buy in. That happens. And then, like I said, they, they're doing weird things to keep it harder, making it harder and harder to remove your assets. So I would suggest buying in for the, the bag that you're prepared for so that if it goes up tomorrow and never stops, at least you bought what you are comfortable investing in, right? And then you always have your bag, your short-term bag that you can use to take profit with, um, and a long-term bag that you're that you're gonna wait and just let this completely play out. So uh, the short-term profit people, you know, that that might be just to de-risk your nominal investment you've put in. Uh, it might be to take some profit and to put those into metals or shares or other assets, you know, maybe a piece of land or buy a house, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but that, you know, don't deny yourself uh, from taking profit because it, you'll, you'll lose your mind. It, it's very hard to stay in this space, just putting money into an asset, trust me, <laughs> for years. <laughs> that you can't touch <laughs> and when you do you cry the whole time and it takes a week to get over and then you're angry <laughs> calling vicky and demanding to take wild trades just to like feel better but no i have no personal experience in that space <laughs> yeah definitely getting out even your initial investment so you're square and everything yeah. else is is you know it's just gains then isn't it and you, like you said you take that pressure off and it leaves you free to, to move it elsewhere. Exit strategy is like massively important as well, especially if you divide your bag up into your longer term, not going to touch that for 10 years, that's passing on to the kids kind of stuff, to every kind of price increment that you're happy I'm selling X amount of coins at X amount, and you don't get drawn into that FOMO kind of, you know, buying, selling, whatever, because you're, you're pretty set in what you're doing. And actually, it's a lot more calming and your emotions are a lot more under control. You know, we've learned that the kind of hard way. And so you don't become too attached to those, of, you know, X amount of XRP because you've already got it set that they're going at that price and you're happy, you know? Oh, oh there she is. Uh, yes. And I think there's, you're, everybody's always going to feel like, oh, I should have bought more right when it starts pumping. Um, but this this is this is part of the you know process now that we're seeing this regulatory clarity kind of take shape and be defined publicly, that we're gonna see massive FOMO and volume like we've never seen it before. And it's hasn't started yet. So if if you feel like you're too late, you're not. Sure, you could have bought in earlier and held for the last two years while we painfully cried, <laughs> waited for it to bump. Yeah, all right. So you missed all of that. Um, <laughs> so you buy in now. It's a bit higher. The trade-off is less. Um, but get on and buckle up because we might go up. We might go all the way back down and retest the bloody blah from the five-year whatever, <laughs> you know, from previous, you know, Falling wedges, what you know, and 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 that's just part of XRP. See it as the opportunity to buy back in, you know, and and you know, buy as you feel comfortable, um, knowing that you're just going to hold this and see what happens. But then always take a bit of profit, take the money off the table, so you're not feeling 
um, itchy. Okay. Cause I've done this twice now guys where we've done, you know, Bitcoin mining, we could three X and then we did XRP and we could five X where it's like taking every penny and making it five pennies. Right. So that you are able to remove your nominal investment and keep adding to your overall bags. But you've, you've taken that risk off. Um, we did that when we bought a house, right? So this is why I'm speaking like this because I've done this twice. Um, and, and now we're in a position where we're about to go up with volume and kind of the movement. You can hear the faint beat of the, of the march um, where we will come in, but just waiting to go to buy in at the very lowest of the low, you may not be guaranteed then. Uh, you may be locked out. You know, we might have all kinds of crazy movements. So just keep all of that in your, you know, hindsight when you're making these decisions. Um, and then how do I know when to sell my XRP? Well, I wouldn't plan to sell it anytime soon, except if you're getting itchy to de-risk yourself on this next pump up. Um, and, you know, price all over the table. We see technical analysts go from, you know, $1 to, you know, $10 to 22 to 80. I mean, this it's just, um, and I said this earlier, if you're trying, if you're into XRP, which is interesting, Vicki, I notice a lot of non XRP people, you know, the types of just like the, the meme coin YouTubers and all the extra fringe, you know, the Bitcoin maxis, et cetera, they're all covering Bit or XRP now, but they're in it because they see a price attached to it. They don't really care about all the hub, blah, blah, blah around it. That's fine. But then, then they miss out because that's why many people aren't going to have enough XRP to kind of make it to that, to the point where this really takes off with full adoption. So decide in your head what it is that you just want to keep and just never sell that keep for that, that moment, you know, where when this takes off, you can use that to be your own bank. That's the point where you go in and you want to buy a house and you set up a mortgage executed on a smart contract at, you know, using these assets in an escrow, right? You see how this works or you can buy a car against what you own or you're lending your money out and you're earning a 7% interest on it. Either way, you maintain the principal at all times and use it for a passive residual income. Okay. Why hold a pension in metals? Aren't I losing money because I already lost holding gold? All right. So again, the pension problem is looming because these guys have overplayed the pensions. So there's not enough liquidity to cover everyone's pensions. Plus, the, with the you know the effects of the market, the pensions aren't going to be the high that they might've been when things were looking good in the economy. So you're gonna see the cycle come down and whatever liquidity is left may or may not be present in that pension. So this is why we have continued to discuss on this channel, the importance of maintaining your purchasing power with those pensions, uh, with your metals. And and this is why I, you know Nick has been very good with the channel and so he, talks to you guys one-on-one. -on -one. There's many of you that use him. I love see, hearing the stories there. So he's got this process of, you know, helping to just kind of streamline this pension. And if you don't want to do the whole pension, that's fine. You just want to guarantee a chunk of it. You know, there's, there's ways of doing that. 
Um, but ultimately, the guarantee with the pension is not in the short term, but in the long term, because we're going to see these markets come down and the the value of the fiat, which is in that pension, will be less and less. So and when you're holding gold, you're not holding a dollar amount, you're holding the real money, the money that is where those that currency will always revert back to. Um, so yes, spot price will be manipulated, but again, that's because the banking cartel owns the money system right now, and we're looking at a collapse of that system and a you know a complete uh, transition of that from this swift messaging protocol into a trusted, verified blockchain backed with an asset financial payment rail system. <sighs> Did that make sense? Oh, goodness. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Can't add to that. It's brilliant. So what happens when we make money? What do we do then? I don't know. Well, we'll meet back here in the channel. <laughs> well, I haven't thought that far. Um, what do we do when we make money? Well, again, this is, there's been some, some really fun stories I've had already. You know, my cousin, who's a, you know, a teacher, she just had 350 bucks that she put into XRP and it turned into over 10,000. And like to her, that was more than enough money. You know, she just couldn't believe how much she had. Um, and that's, you know, that, that was really cool. And that was just when we bought in, I think with her at like 20 cents. Um, so <laughs> we're still in 80 cents guys. We're still under a dollar. Right. So think of what's going to happen once we go over a dollar and beyond two digits, three digits, we will probably talk about what happens when you come into money. But I think the biggest thing I've come into is it doesn't change anything it just it's not going to change you overnight it, it's gonna you know you, you're still the same person so it will make things easier and for short-term relief to buy you know whatever you want to buy but ultimately the the end game here is not to be rich as much as to be financially free and peace of mind uh that we never be controlled or have our assets under siege again um at least that's that's what i'm doing this for this is what my end game is um, and, you know, I believe by choosing certain assets that I know will have that kind of opportunity in the future, the money will come. The abundance is there. I don't have to force it. I'm not looking at XRP's price every day because I need it to go up right now. It would be great. Not going to lie. But if we drop down, I'd happily just you know keep buying um, until until I know that the system is is finally ready. But now we are at that precipice and we are seeing this system be adopted, albeit behind the curtains. It's only a matter of time before this really takes out, you know, because this lawsuit, for example, this was happening for years. And it, again, it wasn't getting any media. It wasn't really getting much media attention until now. And so now we've got people talking about the SEC and the free pass and, you know, the backhanded contracts and who were the big whales that were investing in ETH. They have the web wallet addresses. They have all this, you know, so this is just going to come out and we have to watch it in real time. Um, and what do we do when we make money? We'll, we'll, we'll work on more, we'll have a, a heart to heart when that happens. Um, but I would just say, just plan on keeping your head and your heart and your spirit uh, first and foremost. <laughs> 
don't focus on the things. Uh, so when is my bank ready? Okay. <laughs> well, that was a question. I love that question. Um, Vicki and I, you know, we're very much, on, you know, here wanting to do, it's not about when the bank can be ready. Honestly, it can be ready like within a week. It's, it's just the uh, plank we need for servers and to be able to keep it on. I say a week, probably six weeks. Um, you know, it's just, it's the funding that's required and the, the kind of, when you announce yourself as a bank, the governance headaches that come with it. And so it's, we're, we're looking at building the tech out um, we've been speaking to Ripple, you know, we'll probably reapply for another wave grant uh, at the end of August uh, and maybe raise some private capital, hopefully within the year. But, you know, this isn't a matter of like, can we? I mean, we absolutely can. It's just, can we afford to keep the lights on with the security needed in the servers that, you know, because that's just the whole, you know, you, you don't want to have anything get hacked just because you, you can build your own little banking infrastructure. So, guys, that's, you know, full disclosure where we're at. Um, but, yeah, anything you want to add there, Vicky? <laughs> nope, smashing it. <laughs> okay, so I love this question. What do we do about the banks if they're closing all the ramps? Yes, let mm. them. Close your damn ramps. We don't need your damn ramps. I mean, like, whatever. There's other people that can connect a MasterCard, Visa card, you know, whatever, to, you know, a bank, uh, to a, a digital wallet. And you're always able to, you know, go back into the, the local currency. So if you're using USD or British pound or a euro, that is not the hard part here, guys. Any numpty can attach a, a card. Um, all these exchanges with the cards. Why do you think they do it? Because it's damn, it's so easy. It's it's and then it, but notice notice uphold uh, has now taken upon themselves to give you access. And I love how they did this with a your private keys to your own wallet, so you can custodial your wallet, but you have all the pleasure and the access and the ability to transact as if you're on uphold. So this new uphold wallet, and 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 this is what this is the new financial system, guys. So if the banks want to be bogus, let them. Yes, there will be an initial, and how no, how long it lasts, I don't know. It's going to get annoying with the banks. They're going to start, you know, we there's uh, you know stories online about people trying to buy a car and their money going missing. You know, I'm sure you guys have saw that tweet. Who was that? Dead ferrets. Um, and the you know the whole kind of uh, you know, bank accounts being shut down. This is on, this is intentional. This is on, you know, so if they shut the ranks, the, the ramps down, there's always a person that will buy your gold. As I said earlier, you don't need the bank for that. No, no, no. And if they're going to give you cash, whatever the local currency is in which to transact, we might have to go use silver. We might be back to seashell. I mean, whatever the trading again, you know, eggs for, fur coats i don't know <laughs> you know what, okay so we're not all in norway but you know what i mean um we might uh just have to say okay forget the banks and the banks will be forced to adopt which is ultimately what i see them doing with the fed now service so not the interesting sorry Karen. go ahead I was going to say the interesting thing over here obviously we've had like major major obviously bank closures high street closures and things like that and the differences between the Fed now instant payments kind of thing and the banks will have to catch up and, and jump on the payment rails and make sure they're all set up. Whereas over here, obviously, they're doing that in the background. 
Um, but getting rid of that front end kind of stuff really rapidly now is picking up pace um, that people are not, well, I suppose panicking because of access and things, but they're actually starting to think outside of the box. Well, if my I can't go and access my bank or go and speak to somebody over there, what am I going to do? Well, if you are your own bank, you haven't got that problem. Well, imagine, you know how they keep saying London is ready. Well, London is ready and they're ready to just break out of the banks. I mean, they're ready to just build their own, you know, innovation. FinTech is one of the leading sectors that, you know, there. Uh, and I, I can totally see them leading the charge. Um, but they're definitely because of what we're in and, and the, the war that we're in, and we're going to see them try on. They're going to, we're going to see them. You know, how much more, <clears throat> so we saw Tommy Robinson, Kate, Kate Hopkins, it went in on one ear and out of another. Now it's Nigel Farage, and now we're seeing more people talking about the uh, overbreach of these banks. And so naturally, there's going to be more of an evolution there. And I think as long as people stay on the pulse of pushing back and vocalizing, you know, if they did just say, F you, we're going to launch our CBDC, everybody gets, you know, a thousand pounds a month, <laughs> good luck. And you can go within five pounds for five miles. You think the revolution, they would force everybody in the streets. They would really, you know, and this would really, they, they don't want to do that. They, they mass chaos. They're going to try to keep this under, you know, wraps. They're the ones that collapse the system, guys. The reason why our system is the way it is. So they're just going to try to keep bleed this out as long as they can. And if it, if it means keeping, you know, trying to transition to a new system with, you know, certain chains or, you know, invisible fences that show up, then that just might be the way. Because London, I mean, really, there's no better place for that to happen than in a place like the UK, a world-leading country on the brink of innovation with all this kind of linear and efficient means to, to get a system up and running like this. You know, but ultimately, it's not the Federal Reserve. It's connected to the Federal Reserve, and we're still in a U.S. dollar standard. So, and we're being forced with this BRICS you know, kind of, I don't say forced, but we're watching this BRICS alliance. So there will be at some point where we either have to agree to go to a gold standard and what that looks like in the West in, in order to transact globally. I don't think anybody's going to want to be left behind. Um, and the UK will continue to march forward there. Um, but, it, you know, ultimately people will have to be right there demanding how they want this new system to look. Remember when Ed Dowd made that that comment, you know, we're ending the new the old financial system and we we have to, you know, really ask ourselves, what is that new financial system going to look like? Uh, and just because they have their plan doesn't mean that goes in seamlessly and with, you know, in into fruition. I see that Liverpool did something with the 15 minute city. So we're seeing them kind of push out these beta pockets um, to test public you know, pushback in public opinion I and mean, to see more of that doesn't necessarily because they vote on it mean it's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, and so this is why I was all to stay aware of some fear, you know, that is, is presented around now CBDs, automatic system up running. You know, they're just testing the system. Uh, and we can see these powers, you know, broken up. Listen to the last question and then I'm going to turn it over to people if anyone wants to ask any questions. Um, 
this question, am I too late? Can I get to drive and done anything? You know, absolutely not, you're too late. And this, you know, a blessing to, to still be here and still have this time to share this information and to give everyone, you know, the time they needed to really wrap their head around work for them, you know, and, and, and maybe you want to use your cash, you know, to, to buy properties, metals, you know, digital assets, whatever it is, just keep it out of the bank right now and make sure you, you own it and you control it. Because if you, it's not in your hand, you know, there's nothing tangible there. Uh, so that's why, you know, I've shared what I've done and I, you know, openly, you know, love this community that's kind of embraced a lot of this and are, we're doing this already. And then some of you have jumped on uh, the crypto train or the digital asset space. Uh, so I wanted to address some of these concerns openly with everyone. And I think I've spoken enough. Uh, is there anyone here that have any questions or want to add to what I'm saying? Uh no, somebody mentioned just briefly, I've answered the question, but um, just to reiterate about um, buying gold and silver, um, there is VAT on any silver, um, but there is no capital gains tax when you sell, if you are selling coinage like Britannia's or sovereigns and things like that for either. So something to be aware of. We do have the Got Gold episode. So if anyone hasn't heard that, you know, I think I put it in the thread. Check that out where we have discussed more of that, you know, we can always have Nick back on as well. Um, you know, and I can always look into other people in this space. Malcolm, did you want to say something? Malcolm, look guys, we usually run 90 minutes. So if you're, if you want to say something, jump in. Uh, Malcolm, I obviously did not mean to speak for, can, okay. Hello? Hey. Can you hear me now? Yes, we hello? can. Okay, good. Um, I, well, I, I put my hand up and then got muted. <laughs> anyway, um, am I, I, I'm feeling very stupid here. Am I the only person on the call that actually doesn't have a clue how to buy XRP? Probably not. <laughs> Don't feel stupid. Do you have a pulled? Sorry? Do you have Do a I pulled? have? So there's an a app. Pull. Yeah, uphold No, is obviously not. <laughs> All right. So I can, I mean, I have like a little, like a, just a download, you get 10 bucks or I don't know what it is, 20 bucks. Um, you know, there's a little referral. I actually never gotten any of these referrals, but I'm going to put in the thread. This is for, um, see the. Jen Jennifer, I, 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 you seem to be cracking up quite a bit. Is that, or is that just me? I'm sorry. No, I, I, I don't know. Are you in the panel? Can you see the middle? Yeah, sometimes Jennifer gets a bit of feedback. So once, yeah, if you mute in between, then it will oh, be right. Okay. <laughs> I will do that. And you download up. There are other places to buy XRP, Binance, Crypto.com. Base. These are exchanges. The exchanges are like the marketplace for digital assets and kind of things. Um, so there's a number of exchanges that you can use. There's Crypto.com. There's Coinbase. There's Uphold. There's Binance. And these okay. you can download the apps. Um, and what you can do is um, Uphold, for example, you can link it straight to your bank account and, and buy. Uh, particular coins, so XRP, or if you wanted Algorand, or if you wanted XLM, you know, uh, Stellar. Okay. That way. So um, 
is is uh, anonymity not a concern then? Because that's that's what always bothered me about Bitcoin. Um, I mean, I anonymity. bought a little. I, I yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, the, because, you're going to uh, have to go you know, through know your customer things, yeah, on most exchanges and stuff like that. But if you look to getting yourself what's called a cold storage wallet, like Ledger or Tezos or Decent, you then right. hold it in your own right. As a, we always recommend that, anyways. If you keep your coins once, on once an exchange, you, once you've got it off the exchange, you mean? Yes, yes. You send right. it to yourself, and it's, it's so it's like a little USB yeah. stick kind of a thing. Um, right. And then you manage all of your assets with, within there. So that will, um, obviously, they'll see you buying it initially and sending it off. But then you can, you know, it's within, you've got it in your in your hands then. And you've always got access to it. But you have to go to an exchange to get it in the first place. Well, if you go to Ledger, if you get a Ledger, actually, you can buy it direct through Ledger. Um, okay. Oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it. I haven't done it myself. Is it MoonPay, uh, I think? No, that that's just too... It, that's too confusing. I haven't done that, to be honest. I find it easier just to buy mine on Binance and send it back to myself. On Binance, did you say? Yeah, that's the one I'm on, but they got, right. they have right. got quite yeah, heavy. Yeah. No, I do. Yes, they've, they've got KYC. Quite did heavy I lose KYC, you guys? They? Got um, you, Jen. Oh, right. Jennifer. Well, that's, that, that's <laughs> a couple of options. That's a couple of options. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Up, I mean, yeah. Download Uphold. It's the easiest and quickest one. Uh, Jennifer okay. has put a link in. Um, and then, yeah, Binance can be a bit trickier, you know, to get your head around. But once it's set up, it, it is pretty good, to be fair. Okay. And do they, do they all have the same price? No. Um, Crypto.com has got one of the... Uh, highest kind of charges for purchasing. Um, okay. So yeah, they'll have, they'll all have their own kind of rates, and uh, so no difference if you're buying gold or, or silver with you know either Billion by Post or Chards or Atkinson. Everybody's kind of got their own premiums as well. So it is good to maybe have a few right. apps and have a look around and see which yeah, one kind no, of fits. I, I did get some gold and silver some time ago, um, and Atkinson's I think was. <clears throat> they seem the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm a billion by post fan. I've been using them for ages, and yeah, for me, right. they, they work really well. And it's it's building a rapport as well. So, for example, I've just sold a bunch, so they know me. I've got a good history with them. So, right, you know, and right. it's, it's who you feel comfortable with. Definitely, you've got to. It's the same with the same with exchanges or wherever you're buying your gold and silver. Like you said, that access and and being comfortable with who you're working with is really really important because that trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh, she's back. Hi, Jem. <laughs> yeah, hi. That is a really good point, Vicky. I think that's why we just, you know, everybody likes their local people, um, Atkinsons or whatever. But I think that's why I like Pure Gold so much because I trust these guys. Um, Mar- what was it, Mary or Marie? I, you put your hand up, and Marie, I, I unmuted you. I didn't know where if you wanted to come up. Uh, Marie, yes. Hi. Hi, Jen. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. Thank you. I kept losing you earlier, so I kept leaving the chat and coming back in to see if the sound was any better. I missed some on the, uh, you mentioned KYC just then. Did I miss anything important? Isn't it standard on all the exchanges? Yeah, it's just some people don't want to be registered, you know, and that's fine. I mean, it's it's really just verifying yourself. I, I, I don't, 
you know, when you're buying these assets. So some people don't like that. All right. Okay. I was going to mention um, people keep speaking about generational wealth, being selfish and having no children. Um, is it likely to happen? What's your gut on when Ripple or IPO and when RXRP will be a good value when the utilities are all in? How long do you think it'll be? Are we talking 10 or 20 years? Oh, no, I don't think we're going to wait that long. I think the train has left the station. We're going to start seeing. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 slow in real time, right? Because we're all waiting. But when you, you know, bird's eye view, the three years that have gone by with this lawsuit <laughs> have flown by. Mm. Um, it just feels like yesterday we were buying in, you know, and um, but again, this is this is uh how how long are they going to keep kicking the can down i mean as long as they can until they can't so i think we're going to start seeing action within you know the next year definitely within the next month or six months this year with xrp with the price uh oh. this yeah yeah because this there's just no way with this volume movement i i just i think we're really on the cusp of something and maybe it is the time that we decouple from Bitcoin and we actually fly like the Phoenix. I mean, who knows? But, it, you know, at this point, um, anything XRP does, because we haven't really had an all-time high. Uh, I mean, we, the last one was April 2021. And before that was, uh, what was it, 2018? Mm. Was it 2018? Yeah. So yeah. it was dollars and and so we're we're due you know we're not going to wait another 10 to 20 years to get your money out or to enjoy the the fruits of your you know waiting right <laughs> <So> don't <laughs> you're not selfish that's there's nothing wrong with trying to enjoy the profit or being able to live life a little easier you know i i, I don't i don't ascribe to that stuff <laughs> Oh, that's great, though, as long as it's within this decade. that That's brilliant. I think we forget as well that, you know, um, the, the XRP and Ripple and everything started back in 2013 under OpenCoin and it's been building for, you know, a number of years. And David Schwartz, who's kind of, you know, the backbone of it, um, his first patent was 1988. You know, so when you look at the history of, of the, the technology, it's been going for such a long time that the foundations now are so rock solid that even though it feels new because media are starting to talk about it a bit more it's a bit more mainstream actually you know even Nick Zabo wrote a thingy on smart contracts right back in 1996 and how smart contracts could work you know he's a really high up cryptographer so this you know the technology has been really really tuned fine-tuned for you know 30 plus years now so we're and it will speed like jennifer said it will speed up now all of that time it's just going to go bang you know with the fed now thing with um, ripple daily announcing even more partnerships and more kind of things going on that it's just going to go like the flow is going to get a lot lot faster yeah. fantastic thank you so Morgates asked a question about how the nigel farage or retail banks acting badly uh, because they know they're not going to exist soon enough. Well, I think <laughs> the banks are not going to exist in the way that we know them to be. Okay, if they if they want to survive, there'll be a certain 
migration, evolution, pivot that happens, whether that's financial services and, and, you know, features, you know, that they can, the bells and whistles, right, of the financial world that they might move into, but they're not going to be the only means to which trans, to transact. And I do believe that what we are seeing with Nigel and what I have experienced firsthand, et cetera, has been a wake-up call for how the banks and what we saw with the truckers in Canada, you know, this is what the banks are capable of doing just because they haven't done it before. Um, and when when the banking system starts to break down and we see these cracks, you know, get bigger, there's going to be more bizarre behavior. You know, we shouldn't be even you know surprised when they start shutting down more and more and then seizing assets next, right? Because they decide you they don't like your transactions anymore. They don't like what you're spending your money on. Um, they can already do that now. They don't need a CBC, CBDC in which to do that. And blockchain doesn't need a CBDC in which to operate. Tokens issued on blockchains, um, you know, are, doesn't mean that the banks automatically get the, you know, all, all ability to surveil and, you know, program your money. This is already the system we're in. So what I think this is, is deliberately, you know, red pilling everyone because at some point it's got to hurt because the only really way to wake up the masses is to financially destroy them in some way or just to, to scare them, you know, to this point of where there really can't be any going back. We can't hold on to the banks. There has to be a new way forward. And whether they use this escrow in, you know, they're the liquidity from the escrow that Ripple holds or however they, you know, play this out to kind of save us from World War Three, which will ultimately be about money, because the money they've been laundering in plain sight to pay for this war will no longer have any value. And we won't have enough of it because there will just be no purpose in printing. It will have no, it, you know, it won't, it will might be lawful by government degree, but it'll be debased in such a way that, you know, this is where the inflation theories so so there will have to be a moment where we transition out of this and, and that will be scary because we'll, we won't be able to buy things or things won't run the way they will and banks will get ever weirder. So expect the weirdness. OK, it, it, you know, just expect them to question you on everything and, and just be ready for when they start really putting down the stamp, the iron grip, because that grip has been here this entire time. Um, yeah, we've just always had a printer and, and a complete cartel of, you know, government corruption to launder this money through. But now we've, you know, this, this system is coming to an end. You know, it's let it collapse. And I understand many, some people may not agree with that, but that's, that's my take on this. I, I think this is deliberate and, and I do believe it will backfire. There's just no way they're going to be able to control crypto, you guys. The, there's just no way. There will always be a developer who can develop a wallet in which to transact and attach a debit card to it. There will always be an app that's taking crypto payments. Yeah, like we've seen with Square, Stripe, the integration of payment processing. That is all FedNow is. And there's no way that they can keep the, the gates up now. 
with all this, you know, the, the development action, regulatory clarity on XRP is not a security. So that means game on metaverse game, like all these, these little subnet of, of, of developers, these, the gamers, the people that are actually going to develop this kind of stuff with code, they'll never government cannot control this. So anyways, um, I, I hope I've, you know, I've taken the time to answer some of the questions that have been uh, messaged to me. If I've missed you, let me know. We can pick this up, but we've going to go in almost an hour, 40 minutes. And I think it's time to wrap up. So if anybody else has any questions, just let us know. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you, Vicki. Anything Great you want to say to close up? No. Just a brilliant chat as as normal. It was great to have like a debrief and go over things. But yeah, any questions and stuff, it gives us uh, you know bits to focus on that we can bring up you know next week and 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 during that time. Brilliant. I guess the one last thing that I say that it, that I may have forgotten to mention earlier is any notion of appeal from the SEC is a lost cause that's years and they don't <laughs> yeah. have power and that's just not. <laughs> atrocious fear mongering clickbait you know nonsense um but listen if you do have concerns if i haven't addressed something that's made sense if it just isn't working you know if you if you still want to talk to me about gold or metals or whatever um you know send me a message uh but really like you know look into these things do your own research i'm not here to tell you how to spend your money we're just you know having a discussion about what we've done uh mm -hmm. sharing everybody on our thoughts of where we're going and so with that, I send you all big hugs, lots of love to each and every one of you who made time to join us tonight. Thank you. And I look forward to talking to you guys again coming up. <laughs> uh, next week, we are back with Suzanne and Jane, and we're going to unpack this pandemic treaty. So well, I'll keep you guys updated on that um, because it's we're still going to keep fighting back on that. And they've got a lot of information to share. So lots of love, everybody. Thank you.